Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We have Anne back on the show to represent our friend group. What's up, Anne? Hi. Okay, so give us a little life update since we last chatted with you. Well, let me think here. Things have been pretty similar. Um, just doing all the things here in Washington, D.C., um, I don't think anything too super new has happened. Got to travel to a few places. Um, but aside from that, uh, things have been good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. So Llewellyn episode recap. Yes. So this week we watched the one titled the one with Phoebe's dad. Mm. Phoebe learns the surprising truth about her father. Meanwhile, Ross makes monica's christmas party guests miserable and rachel gets her revenge on ross <laughs> that's a juicy <laughs> one that's a good recap not all of them are that <laughs> detailed some are like one sentence so that was, <laughs> was decent. actually a decent one um okay so we open up on the soft open we're in monica's apartment ugly naked guy is decorating phoebe points out his christmas balls <laughs> and monica and Rachel are making gifts for their, um, delivery men, uh, the super people like that. Do people really give gifts to their landlord? Okay. I had that same question. I, I mean, I've Me never too. thought about that. I've Me never done either. that. I, I guess it's because I, it might be different when you're, I don't know. I have never thought about doing that. Me and I don't know either. anybody that's thought about it either. And it's almost that time. So I feel like I need to think about this. You know I know. Yeah, that's so true. I've lived in so many apartment complexes and I've never thought to give. Well, I feel like the landlord and the super are different now where like you have apartment complexes and it feels like it's all like there's the management side, there's the handyman side that they get like contracted labor. I feel like a super is like all inclusive. And maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe. Because maybe. Like, they're, they're, like, in charge of one building. Mm, yes. So maybe it's, like, because now, like, in my apartment complex, like, there's multiple buildings. Right. Within the apartment complex, so. But do you maybe. only have one super? I mean, yeah, I've got one. Like, one maintenance guy? There's two maintenance guys. Oh. But they work here. Like, they're not contracted. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, maybe, like, you could give them some cookies. Okay, for those of you that live in New York, if you do. And for those of you that just live in apartment buildings, period, just in general, do you give gifts to your supers? We need to know. We need to know. Mailmen I get. Yeah. Do you guys give gifts yeah. to your like mailmen, delivery men? I've never done women, that before. Men and women. I just, you know, obviously. Or male people. Male people? I've never done it before. I've done it before in the past, but not recently. I feel like when I own my own home, I'll want to do something like that. Yeah. Like leave something on the front porch or. Well, cause like here, it's not always the same person I've noticed. Mm. Oh Sometimes yeah. Different people. So yeah. yeah. And I can and... only fit so much in that little slot. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a plate of cookies will not fit in my mailbox. You have to like roll up the plate. Right. <laughs> here's, here's a roll of cookie dough. Go yeah, make yeah. them yourself. <laughs> It's cold enough outside. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you would be this person who would leave gifts for all of your delivery people, mail delivery, package delivery. I feel like you would be that 
person to like make cookies and little like am I wrong oh that's so sweet of you like to say that to think that that would be me um but I feel bad in saying that I never have for the mailman Hmm. um but I don't know if it's just because for so long I've just had a little apartment mailbox so I mean I guess but a gift card you know could work as opposed to a plate of cookies um yeah but I I honestly haven't but thank you for thinking those sweet thoughts of me I feel like when you have your own home and you're like your little homemaker that you like desire to be I feel like you'll sure yeah yeah I feel like you'll step right into that Mm -hmm. um as sort of a fun fact right at the end um they get the news that like everyone's kicking back on the fact that they've made cookies and there's no like monetary gift um but as a fun fact there is no Gershwin musical that has a 24 letter long title so Ross says like bite me bite me bite me (laughs) like as his (laughs) bite me I guess it's four um as the like name of the actual Gershwin musical, but there isn't one that equals a 24 letter long. So that's a fun fact. So that is the soft open. Then we get into the bulk of the episode. They're at the cafe and Ross presents Rachel with a slinky. That's the most unromantic <laughs> groveling gift that I have ever seen. Oh, Rachel slinky. Perfect. Yeah. Right, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. That'll win her back Ross. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Rubik's Cube next, but for sure start with a slinky. Yep. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to an episode of uh, a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, and they talked about the popularity of the Rubik's Cube, and I think they also talked about how, it, like, a slinky works, and the idea of, like, they give you the entire history and how unconventional the slinky was and how popular it became, so I'm wondering if in the 90s it was, like, one of those gifts to have. Like, Talking to Elmo give. was that one year? Oh, yeah. wow. Yes. Like a gift of the year that they used to do. <laughs> yeah, that would sell I out. Think even room. like the talking Elmo was like $80. So it's like it had some <laughs> value to it. Yeah. A slinky, like maybe $10? Maybe. Maybe 5 I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was a non, like, uh, return on investment was really low with the slinky, I oh, think. Oh, for sure. But I just thought, like, wow, Ross, way to, that was terrible. Mm. Um, Gunther uh, makes his first um, kind of premiere in the written piece of his acting. His so, first line. Yeah. yeah. So he was planning to be a silent cast member and has his first line in this episode. Um, since, and we've said this fun fact before in our episode, the one with all the fun facts. Um, or the one with all the facts, the one with the facts, whatever. Since James Michael Taylor was the only character who knew how to work a cappuccino machine, he became a series regular because of that fact alone. He was an actual barista when he was hired to play Gunther. And then when he began to appear in more episodes, he quit being a barista to work full-time on the show. So he quit being a barista to become a barista (laughs) full-time. Um, but do you guys, do you guys do like, Ross can't wait to like share what he bought Christmas present wise. Do you guys ever do that with your Christmas presents? Like you can't wait to share what you got other people with other people. Do you guys ever have that? Like the excitedness to share? No. Do you guys shop early enough to? No. No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, my last few years has been like online shopping and because none of my family lives here, Mm -hmm. it's just been like, let me buy on Amazon and ship to you. 
so mm. it's not really like a yeah that's reveal. true yeah okay um he also bought the worst sweater possible for his mother oh that was terrible <laughs> oh and monica makes such a great like she's gonna get voted voted best dressed at the naval academy i know <laughs> <laughs> like she digs into terrible. it so hard um we find out that phoebe's been lied to mm, about her Phoebe. father yeah. it's such a sad storyline um joey tries to capitalize on the fact that he has problems too joey's an idiot and it just says <laughs> his problems and phoebe's problems are not the same oh, problems so different yeah not um, even close before we move past the scene just a couple things yeah um monica's sweater what we're, was it? we're coming into sweater weather, which is my favorite. Oh my god, sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, SNL? Um, sweater weather, sweater yeah. weather. <laughs> so I noticed sweaters, like, hardcore. She just had on, like, it was a little bit bulkier. It, it wasn't a turtleneck, per se, but, like, you could roll it down. In Michigan, you guys are in sweater weather, for sure. Yeah, it was thicker. Um, I'm trying to think of the material. It's not this. Um, I can't think of the material it was, but it was, like, a, a gray... Like, you know that long cardigan thing that we have that's yeah. similar? That grayish, like, Heather. white, black? Yeah. Heather. That's the word. Heathered gray. Mm-hmm. Heather it gray. was, like, that color, and it, it looks super comfy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, another thing I noticed was when they first showed the scene at Central Park, mm-hmm. it showed Monica and Chandler on the couch. Mm-hmm. And Chandler had his legs yeah. over her. Aww, I, I love that. every time that they, like, show the friends, like, super, like, close Cozy. to each other. Yeah. yeah. It's just really fun. They just are all so comfortable in each other's presence. Yeah. yeah. That, like, there's nothing weird about the fact that Monica's sitting in the middle of the couch and Chandler's, like, just threw his legs over because yeah. they're both reading, like, magazines or something. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just so really cute. cute. I just love that about their friendship. Mm-hmm. And then, last plug, doesn't, it's kind of overall, like, yeah. anytime they show New York City in the wintertime, there's just something Because they got the it. flat iron building, didn't it. they? Yeah. It was And the, it was the snow falling, the mm-hmm. snow built up on the ground. It's just something about the city <laughs> and, like, snow. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's great. Um, so we pan over to Grandma's house, and it's the only appearance of Phoebe's. It's actually Phoebe's house. This is the first time we see Phoebe's apartment. Right. So in previous episodes, there are references, um, just as a side fact, um, to the show Three is Company, and Audra Lindley, who plays Phoebe's grandmother, played Helen Romper in Three is Company. So there's like a little bit of a crossroad over with like how they reference that show pretty, pretty semi frequently. Um, hmm. And she actually played in it, but, um, but yeah, we do see that um, Phoebe's grandma's apartment is Phoebe's apartment later on in the series. So that was a great catch. Yeah. Um, so she essentially is asking her grandma about her dad and she's like, well, let me whip out the box of pictures and frames again. Here's your dad in a meadow. Here's your dad helping some kid learn how to fly a kite. Here's your dad at a graduation and two. Graduations. Like, is this guy for, in medical school? Like, so he's not a tree surgeon. Um, but did you see the picture? Like, they never panned it on him, but from the side, you could see he's like this long hair hippie guy looking. Did you see when she was like holding the photo of him? Yeah. And looking at the grandma, um, you caught like kind of a glimpse what's really interesting is Phoebe tells her friends that her dad ran out on her mother before her and Ursula were born. But in a much later episode, when Phoebe actually meets her father, it becomes clear that he stayed at least so long as to sing lullabies to his daughters. 
So there's a little bit of a plot hole in regards to the timeline of when Phoebe's dad actually left. Um, but it gives over to the dramatics of, you know, she never met her dad. She doesn't know who he is. So they kind of leaned in really hard on that. Um, so then we scan back to the apartment. Um, did you guys ever have Chandler's recanting how his dad was like drunk and like stumbling and woke up everyone in the house? And he's like, who says anything about Santa? <laughs> did you guys ever have like Christmas parties at your guys' house where you had like a neighborhood dad dress up as Santa? No. No. Okay. I'm remembering this one, this very, this one Christmas, we only did it one time where a bunch of families came over in the neighborhood and they were like, the parents the whole time were pumping up the idea that like Santa's coming tonight. He's coming over to our house. We're so excited. Santa came over. All the kids were on the floor reading a Christmas story in our very front room. And, um, and like, I just remember like now it's probably a, it was probably just a neighborhood dad. Um, maybe they hired somebody. I'm not sure, but like, it was a thing where he gave out like little gifts to all of us. And that was like the only time we ever did that as a fan, like as a, as like a party thing. But I just wondered if you guys had ever done that. Nope. Um, okay. So Ross is, I mean, still groveling at Rachel's feet and wants his own list. <laughs> so Rachel, you know, keeps talking about like, no, I'm not going to do that, Ross. And then he says it again because he's obsessive. <laughs> and she just starts spewing out all these <laughs> terrible things about Ross. Mm -hmm. My favorite was probably, and you put way too much gel in your hair. And then she walks away. <laughs> to which he touches his head just to see like, what is she talking about? He's so upset about it because he's like, well, she's like, I do feel better. And it, it crushes his soul and it shows up for the rest of the episode. Yeah. He's constantly asking other people and trying to prove that he's not doing what he's actually doing in the moment. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I would agree. That was my favorite one too. The too much gel, like someone finally calls it out in this episode. <laughs> um, so we go back to grandma's house. This is the first time you see Gladys. Did you guys catch her before it pans down to Phoebe? Um, the artwork of the woman coming oh, out yeah. of the painting. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy because it's different in, as the later Gladys um, had a red shirt, more hair, and two hands. So it technically is different, but it's the same. They're like, it, it's Gladys still, but there is a discrepancy on like who it is. Um, but Nana's a big fat liar. She knows exactly where Phoebe's dad is. Like, down yeah. to the address. And lists it right out. Yep. I may have lied <laughs> when I told you before. And also, Einstein is not her grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> a good try. Did you guys catch that, even in the first scene, yeah. too? Yeah, the... no, there's a couple of pictures in the apartment of Einstein. Um, <laughs> Phoebe's sweater here. Oh, I didn't notice oh, that. Oh, yes. Right, guys, I noticed sweaters. Oh, too, talk so about it. Yeah. Rachel had one on in the scene before that. Yes, her she did. overalls were down. Like, she didn't have the overalls up. It was it Oh, my was gosh, I didn't catch any of these. But Phoebe's sweater, it was red. Mm -hmm. I think it was red and white. Yeah, it was red and white. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a little bit longer in the back, so you could wear it with, like, leggings, I would think. Um, mm -hmm. But it just looked, it didn't look like her normal vibe, kind of like mm -mm. with the pink dress in the a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, she just looked nice in it. 
mm. which was really, I don't know. It was a different style for Phoebe, but I loved it. Aw. Yeah. I'm sad I missed it. You gotta, you gotta yeah, it. she looked I'm really not normally the fashion Shoot. person here. I know. <laughs> Dang it. So then we see the grandma has given over the keys to her cab. And right. This is the first time we find out, like, her grandma owns an actual cab as her car. Yeah. Um, a decommissioned cab. And... <laughs> Um, okay, I had to laugh because Phoebe pulls up and curb hops. Guys, I do that all the time. She does. <laughs> I totally underestimate the turn all the time, and I'm constantly hopping curbs. <laughs> okay, but fun fact. Okay, yes. If you watch closely, mm-hmm. when she rounds the corner, you see this cable behind the car. And at mm-hmm. first, I was like, ah, oh, it's probably just something like set design or whatever. But yeah. apparently, um, that cord is what was providing power to the taxi so that it could move on stage because you can't put an actual like a fueled vehicle on a stage so you have to have it powered by something and they should have hid the cable but they didn't because it's inside because they're on a a stage and you know you think about it now that i'm now that i'm replaying it back in my mind you don't hear the sound of an engine at all no no wow you hear her go up on the curb right yeah yeah. It's almost like a like a Prius when you like start it, it like it doesn't you have can't a hear it at all. Yeah. It's almost like that when she pulls up, you don't hear the like lug of a wow. which you would because that thing is nasty. So they so, just like forgot to cover it. Yeah. Go ahead, Ann. What were you gonna say? I just had a thought with that. She's driving this car, and so my thought is if you live in New York mm-hmm. and you don't <laughs> have a car, do you get a driver's license? Like, does she have a driver's license to drive that? She probably doesn't. That's you know a, what I mean? Like, do people in general get driver's licenses? I mean, I've known a few people that don't get a license. They just get an ID. Because mm-hmm. you have to have an ID, you obviously. Have to have an ID, right? Sure. But maybe they get a license just in case they go anywhere. I don't are know. there people out there that have never driven a car? Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. I have met people that have never <gasps> driven a car. Yeah, because wow. they take... They take the metro. I mean, if you're born and raised in New York City and you never need to drive a car, then I wouldn't get a license. I mean, you go wow. every, you literally go everywhere on a taxi yeah. or, or train or train subways. Subway. Yeah. So you wouldn't really, and it'd probably be faster to do it those ways, anyways. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a great thought. <laughs> um. So they essentially drive to the house and she just can't do it. No. Um, and, and it kind of cuts back and forth between the apartment and the cab. So we're just going to kind of like go over the theme as a whole, but she can't go in. Um, and they cut back to her, um, Phoebe, uh, and like Joey and Chandler are so sweet. They're so, her. so sweet. Joey lovingly asks like, what's wrong, Phoebe? And Chandler asks like, why don't you not, you know, like, why don't you go knock, you know, and it's just, it's such a tender moment for the three of them and Mm -hmm. for them to be friends and show their loving support. Like she couldn't have picked the better friends to go with her. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Both of them are so super sensitive. Yeah. Um, That is a very sweet moment between them. On the other side of the train, the apartment. (laughs) Esther. Ross, Ross breaks the radiator. Uh, and they decide that it is a themed Christmas and it's a Hawaiian Christmas. My wonder is, couldn't they have opened the windows? Right. They have a giant window. That thought to me was like, yeah, it never occurred to you to open the windows to get cool air coming through. Right. I just, 
I know it's for the theme, but like, come, come on people. Like, come on. Yeah. Trigger invites himself to the party because they called to fix it, but he's like, I heard you were having a party. So right. he invites himself. <laughs> he tries to kiss Rachel. And that's there's a, a yeah, there's like this whole underlying theme throughout the episode about Monica giving cookies to everybody mm-hmm. and like the newspaper guy like crumpled them up in the paper. The mailman crumpled the ornaments her mom sent her. So they're thinking, oh, Trigger's not gonna fix it till Tuesday because he's ticked about you giving him cookies. Why didn't you just tip the guy? So there's like this theme of like, so Trigger invites himself and they're like, wait, you can come to a party, but you can't come fix our radiator. Mm-hmm. So then Ross tries to pay him. Because the other underlying theme is Rachel thinks he doesn't seize the day. Right. So he seizes the day by going up to Trigger twice, twice <laughs> and giving him $100 total. <laughs> All for Trigger to tell him like, no, I can't fix it because the part won't be here until Tuesday. The store's not open. And it doesn't, like, click with Ross. And it finally comes out that, no, Trigger loved the cookies. He thought that it shows that they cared. And that they, mm-hmm. it was personal. Yeah, it was yeah. personal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is their exact point as to why they were giving cookies. And it comes full circle, back on Ross, and back on the girls. Right. That's, like, they feel so validated by the fact that, like, no, he did like the cookies. But Monica's comment, looks like he's playing baseball. <laughs> you mean hardball? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> and and Rachel telling Trigger that it's Basil that they basil, just hung yeah. in their apartment. <laughs> uh, that was good. Because I hang basil in my apartment. Uh, yeah, to dry, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> to dry out. Just in the middle of the room, too. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so we skip past the cab because we already talked about that, but we come back post-party in the apartment. And they're using spray bottles to like spritz <laughs> Ross is like spritzing himself. And Chandler comes in and goes, ho, ho, holy crap, is it hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, hey, I'm going to go turn the heat down. And they're like, Joey. Joey's like, that's, you know, Monica's like, that's the kind of thinking we needed, you know, a couple hours ago. <laughs> um, and Chandler counts down, um, tells them that like, hey, it's, it's midnight. It's after midnight. Like happy, like Merry Christmas. And. And, like, people pair off to hug each other, and Chandler, the one who announced it, gets totally, like, ignored, ignored and, like, <laughs> no one hugs Chandler. And Joey completely saves the day by turning the thing the, the off button underneath the radiator at the bottom. Off. So, there's two things about this. One, earlier in the series, when he and Chandler meet the two girls who can't fix their heating, he says he doesn't know how. Clearly, he knows how. Oh, so, there's yeah. a little bit of a plot hole. Number two, or because of that, he figured he asked somebody on how to do it. No, remember they closed the door. She, they closed the doors on them because they, well, I know, they were like but I'm trying just saying to. Maybe he asked Mr. Trigger, like, "Hey, this happened." Maybe he figured it out. But then that brings up to Mr. Trigger. Shouldn't that have been something that Mr. Trigger knew how to do in the you meantime until the knob came in? You would think. You would think. Um. So then we wrap up the tag. Essentially, they the guys are giving presents that they found in like a gas station. And I would have rather gotten nothing. Llewellyn, a couple episodes ago, you mentioned that you hover peeing and over toilet seats. Oh, so wouldn't toilet seat covers, if no. it had to come down to it, Mm-mm. be the best gift for you ever? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I don't use those things because they don't work with crap. <laughs> you, put, you put them on the toilet, you punch the little hole thingy out, and it's like, 
they fall off. I've tried. They don't work. Okay. I have to admit, I've never tried. They don't work. I've tried. You know what is really clever? What? I can't remember what airport it is. It might be Chicago. Is that the one with the automatic? The rotating thing? And it, like, cleans it? No. Is it really cleaning it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm believing, choosing to believe it does. (laughs) Oh, I thought those are new. Those are revolutionary. Like, those need to be in every public restroom. Everywhere. I would agree. I would I would sit on more toilets if those were on everywhere. <laughs> and do you use toilet seat covers, toilet paper? Do you hover or none of the above? <laughs> A, B, C, or D? In uh, public. In definitely public. use toilet paper. <laughs> you use toilet paper to cover your seat. Okay. Oh, oh, I thought you just meant toilet paper in general. I was like, oh, why is that even <laughs> on the table? <laughs> what a hilarious misunderstanding. <laughs> no, we mean to cover in public no. on a toilet seat. I don't cover it at all, and I sit on it. Me too. (laughs) I still remember from high school in my PE and health class. Oh, boy. Here it goes. I'm excited. PE. Yeah. He just told us that there is no way that we could ever get anything from sitting on a toilet seat. And to this day, I believe him. So I sit. And I'm okay with it. All all across the country, I sit. (laughs) All across the country? (laughs) It's just, just like the, idea. the bathroom diaries of it's Anne. Just the idea of I've been all across the country. Toilet. I can't. Yeah. Even but, but when my own toilet very starts much to get dirty, clean... I have to clean it or I can't sit on it. Okay. You know, like the other day I cleaned Should it. I be cleaning your toilet after I get done? <laughs> no. Is that where we, what we've come no, to? No. <laughs> Should I bring my own, like, uh, baby wipes? I've already established earlier this season that the older I get, the more like Monica I'm becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like year, <laughs> by, year by year. You told me I need to get therapy. Remember that? Did I? You did. I'm so sorry. You're that like, was I think very you need abrasive. to go into therapy for this. We don't want you to be Monica. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying, do you need to go now so that you don't become oh, yeah, worse right. at it? Um, that was more of like a re- friendly recommendation. Right, you know, and I was this way, disclaimer, before Corona hit us. You were. I was washing my hands for 20 seconds before COVID was a thing. Do you have a song? I sing You do the ABCs. Oh, yeah. Is that 20 seconds? Yeah. Oh. You sing it all and then the next time won't you sing with me or whatever this time i just changed it to this virus won't infect me i just changed this <laughs> this virus won't infect me see oh okay yeah there you go <laughs> little, little fun fact you can't sing it really fast you can't be like a b c d e f g a b c d e f g it's just a normal jingle it's like five seconds long you're like i'm gonna have to sing this four times back in between the fingers do this nice our viewers didn't see that. No. Leanne saw me. No, I did. Thank you for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And at the very end, they trade, like, the cola and the condoms because, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, why would you give condoms to uh, Monica? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so they, give, yeah, so they swapped. And they, they looked hurt that they would trade out their gifts. I know, the they crappy did. They looked so they mad. <laughs> like, oh, okay, so is there anything else about this that you didn't get to say, wanted to say, should have said? No, I don't think so. Oh, the only only thing that I noticed was I loved that this is at the very beginning when Phoebe comes into the coffee shop, Mm -hmm. she's like, happy Christmas Eve, Eve. And I was just so glad to know that I'm not the only other one that celebrates (laughs) Christmas Eve, Eve. (laughs) That's a good one. So I like that. That was cute. I totally didn't even remember that she did that. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. you took that note. I forgot. Um... 
you also wrote a note I see of Ross's leather jacket. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, but in multiple scenes, obviously since it's, you know, cold there, mm -hmm. he's wearing this, like, what I would just remember, like, this classic leather jacket that during that era, like, everybody had a leather jacket like that. And it was, like, the fake leather. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Everybody just wore it. So it just, like, took me back to that time of the leather jacket. <laughs> And I feel like it's funny, the leather jacket has never gone out of trend, but the cuts of it mm. can definitely show you which era yeah. it was in, I feel right. like. So, yeah, that's a, you guys hit all the fashion points and I had zero <laughs> I love so good sweaters. at all. No, that's good. I like that. Um, okay, so um, now we have our episode rating system. So, Anne, you can see on our show notes. Um, from worst to best, from a smelly cat all the way up to an orange couch, which, which would be like the best episode of Friends ever. Um, on the rating system, how would you rate this episode? Ooh, I think I would have to go with the 777. Okay. I thought it was just very creative, creative of them with the whole, the radiator went out and so the party you know everybody's super hot like that was just I don't know it was really <laughs> funny and just added a lot of extra humor and then just the whole part of Phoebe's dad um I mean that's a tough situation but I thought that they played it out really well like you guys said with Joey and Chandler mm -hmm. um so I just thought there was a good mix of everything and I was very entertained love it Llewellyn um, I would say Unagi with the hand movement. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> only because it wasn't really an episode that moved anything along. Really, um, it had a. I think Phoebe's dad was like a good thing to learn about her because, like, we're kind of learning more about Phoebe. Mm -hmm. Um, but not a whole lot happened with that. She just learned she had a like she her father is alive and is close to her. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for a Christmas episode, it wasn't their best. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's like, I wouldn't say it was terrible because it did give us some stuff, but it wasn't like my favorite by mm -hmm. any means. Like I could have gone without watching it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to split the difference here and give it a, how you doing? <laughs> And the reason for that being is I would have to argue slightly in the area where it doesn't move the narrative forward only because I feel like the last three episodes of the Ross and Rachel story have very defining moments. There's the reveal to Ross that Rachel now has feeling, has had feelings for him and they kiss. Then there's an episode where the big, like the breakup with, um, Julie. Julie and, but he made a list and that like, like you're just at the verge of being together. And then she finds out you've made a list as to why you shouldn't be with me. And that's like heartbreaking, which then moves the story forward in this next episode of now he's like groveling and like, what did I just do? Like, shoot, I've ruined my chance. And now I'm trying to like be back in her good graces and like, with her and so I do feel like there's a little bit of movement and, and it shows like 
the varying stages of that piece of their relationship as to why the, the are we on again, off again, are we, aren't we? Um, and I do feel like with Phoebe's um, dad storyline, like that is a great development of her character. Um, and that's pretty much all that really, you know, happens um, that I think it's worth the, like, how you doing? So, okay. So that really brings us into a post show and we are excited that next week we're going to cover the one with Russ, which is a great episode. So we're excited to chat with you about it. Yeah. So we will catch you guys next week on the one with friends podcast.